Welcome back to Home Field Tailgate. We're excited you're here. An awesome show in store. Huge week in Oxford, Mississippi. It was a little bigger last week, but we're still excited about it this week. We got everyone here on the show. Will's driving into Oxford. Cole has a break from dental school. Ty Deemer sipping on Suburban over there. Guys, how y'all doing? Y'all excited for this week? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get started. Uh, Cole, how you been? What you been up to? A good man, drinking the way the life of dental school with uh, Southern Bell wine. Okay. Are you Eight drinking about the bottle? Uh, about two. About two. Um, how about, how about those Orleans. Saints, Cole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was getting to that. Went to New Orleans Monday. Uh, some buddies for the game. Uh, great time. Got kicked out. The VIP tailgate for smoking a cigarette. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Drunkenly uh, want bid on a five hundred dollar Marcus Colston signed uh, pitcher that I got a call from today, so I got to pay five hundred dollars. I hope you won. I hope you won in Harris to pay for all that. And the Saints. I had a fifty. I had a fifty dollar parlay riding that would have. Cash me out six grand, but um, Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson did not have a touchdown. So the other four legs of the parlay hit. That was exciting. Wow. So, is there still a path for the Saints to get to 11 wins like you projected, or is that over? Nope, there is. You got to win out. <laughs> you just got to win out. Awesome. Addison, to be fair, our schedule is ass going forward, but. It's looking looking slim. I'm drinking vodka with a cherry flavored bubbly and cranberry juice. Okay, Splashing. that's a Wilson special. My parents love that. They call it a Cape Co- Cape Cotter up in the Northeast. Just club like just like a club soda, vodka soda, dash of cranberry. Yep. That's I like. I like Sprite. Sprite's my favorite, but I don't have any Sprite, and this is a little healthier since it's water. That was, that was your drink of choice at Fred's, wasn't it? Yeah, Fred's, I had about a lot of them. Yeah, we got to cut up the Sprite 199 days till you get married, right? Yes. There we go. Awesome. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Deemer. How you doing, man? I, I'm doing great in Oxford. Um, Addison and I got to watch the first game of the year for the Rebels in basketball, which was I'm so sorry. interesting. Yeah. Um, Looking like it could be Kermit's last year. Um, but, yeah, overall doing well. Excited for everyone to get in town for a big weekend against the Tide. Should be fun. And then uh, last but not least, you can't see his beautiful face right now if you're on YouTube because he's driving in and eating Chick-fil-A in the car. Oh, there he is. Will Holloma. how are you? You're going to get to see me spend all my money on gas. I am fine. Oh, I'm tired. I'm fine. That's my update. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, sweet. We'll kind of get into the games. Uh, kind of the storyline of this week going into it prior to the games was one versus three, um, Tennessee versus Georgia. But we'll get into that in a second. But the game that kind of was like the highlight of the weekend was Alabama LSU going down to overtime. LSU goes for it um, in overtime 4-2, wins the game. 
the second week in a row or second game in a row, they stormed the field. LSU 32-31. Addison, what are you thinking? I love this game. And uh, it was so much fun for me because uh, I guess I'm going to talk about myself for a second. I was about to go eight and eight on my picks on the bets I made from the week, the weekend. I was about to go eight and eight because I had LSU plus 19 in a teaser with over 50 and a half. And then I had over 56 and a half in a straight bet. Neither one of those were going to hit in regulation. Um, if Alabama kicks an extra point, those don't hit. So uh, I was stressed out and tuned in, and I was glad it went to overtime. Uh, I was not happy LSU won, though. I wanted Alabama to win. I still want to talk about that extra point and going for it for two there. I've yep. seen some people talk about that being like the right call that they did the the right thing by the book, but I don't know. Maybe it's the armchair coach. That just seems bizarre to me. Like, why wouldn't you just right take call. the points? I didn't think. Yeah, it was right I don't get it either. I thought it was weird too. But there were a, there were a no. bunch of people online defending it. The I think it was didn't make sense to me. You if, do well. Yeah, if it was under normal overtime things like previous years, I would agree with you. You take the points and you just go with it. But you're going to be exchanging two-point conversion plays anyway in, like, the next overtime. So you might as well just go for it there. And then Bama's going to be no. kind of caught. Will, Will, Will. We're, 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 we're talk, talking anyway. about in regulation, not overtime. Regulation. Like Alabama going for two and not kicking the extra point. Gosh, Alabama to go for – Alabama going for two to go up six instead of being up five with the extra points. So then in reality, they were only up four. Uh, yeah, I mean. LSU goes up three, but if you are up five, then all you need is a field goal to win the game instead of time. And right yeah. drills it, and LSU, you go off to the glory land. They would have won the game if they make that extra point. Yep. The logic behind that is, okay, LSU scores a touchdown. You, I mean, the game's over. If you, um, if you're at 22, but 23, 23, you, I mean, they have a chance to miss the extra point, and it's also two field goals. So I mean, it still makes it a one possession game when you're down five, or when you're up five, it's still one possession. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, do think in both sides too, ahead, but not as one way. And sorry if I'm does, cutting y'all. I can't hear that well. Does Bryce Young look healthy to y'all? No. He's still, like, he carrying not. Alabama, although he doesn't look 100%. He, look, he does Alabama not look talk later. We can talk more about Alabama later. We're going to talk about them, Pointy. We're going to talk about Alabama a lot. Um, does anyone else have any closing remarks? It was probably the best game of the weekend. The uh, I, yeah, Brian Kelly, that call was pretty awesome. The stones that he has to do that best, are pretty epic. By far the best game of the year so far. Yeah, y'all not watching Western? I do want to say, I feel like last week, kind of unanimously across the board, we picked the right team to win the UGA Tennessee game. Yeah, I feel like everyone. Every, I don't think we thought it was going to be that drastic, but yeah. the better team won. The better team yeah, did win. I, I bet on Tennessee to cover eight. I, I thought that too. was a 
Yeah. Did you see, I think Addison, it was you that sent into like our little message that Tennessee had like 94% of the money and then like 88% of money line bets were put on Tennessee. Just something absolutely astronomical. A lot. Yeah. Whenever I see something like that, it really makes me scared that Vegas, never mind. But yeah, Tennessee, there's still a path to the playoff. Um, granted, like I think it was Will that said in our little group message as well. Georgia's the best team in the country when they want to be. I mean, maybe they're just going to take a couple weeks off, a couple quarters off. But when they get up for a game, you saw it in Oregon, and then you saw it this weekend. Georgia's unanimously the best team in the country right now. And Addison, hate to break it to you, Stetson did not look bad on Saturday. He didn't look good. Oh, shut up. You're full of shit. He doesn't do anything for me. He's a good quarterback. You know who should win the Heisman? Who? Blake Corum. Bo Nix. No, the kid at North Carolina. May. He's going to be Alabama's quarterback next year. He's the best player in college football. That's a hot take, Will. Everyone knows Ty Simpson's (laughs) going to be the quarterback at Alabama next year. What about Milrow? You just going to forget about him? No. Milro might play running back. Let's do a little exercise, though. And in the spirit of Addison's take on Stetson Bennett, out of the quarterbacks in the SEC, where does Stetson Bennett rank? So he's Bryce the Young, probably he's the Prescott of the SEC. He like doesn't stati- suck, but he's not great. Statistically, or where does he rank in our opinion? If in you could opinion- have any quarterback in the SEC, how many would you pick before him? Tennessee, his quarterback, Hendon Hooker, Alabama, Daniels, Bryce Young. Yeah. Jackson Dart. I think, I, yeah, I'd have Jackson Dart over him. Mm, I might take Anthony Richardson. Yeah, now you're crazy. I, I want to take Anthony Richardson. What about that? I feel like we don't have enough data on Connor Wigman yet, so we can't really say him. Um. Y'all said Will Rogers already, right? Will Rogers definitely. We didn't say him, but he needs to be in there as well. Uh, yeah, I, I would say Will. No, over. I think over they're Stetson. the same yeah. thing. No, they're not. I think Stetson can at I least think, move. I think Will's good. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on Will. Will I Rogers will. is good, and I respect him. But like, gosh, he is so hard to watch move in the pocket. It is unbearable. He's not even the best quarterback on his team. Oh, Will Levis. How have we not said Will Levis yet? I don't like Will Levis at oh, all. I would rather have him than Stetson Bennett. I don't even know about that. We say uh, that, and Stetson Bennett literally won a national championship not even a year ago. Oh, he's good. But there's better – there's, what, six, seven better quarterbacks in the SEC? I think I'd take Stetson Bennett over Levis, honestly. I don't know. I don't like Levis. There's a reason why he didn't start at Penn State. Well, I'm proud of you for growing up and calling them Penn State and not Ped State. Well, everybody knows what they are. <laughs> Levis puts mayonnaise um, in his coffee and eats bananas with the pill on. If we're talking about 
SEC quarterbacks, there's a little drama in uh, Fayetteville right now about what's going to go on with their quarterback room. Apparently, there's reports coming out that Kendall Bryles is done at the end of the year because he won't play uh, Hornsby. Have y'all heard any of that? He and Sam Pittman have been knocking heads this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, no, I, I actually said it wrong. Bryles wants to play Hornsby but Pittman wants to keep KJ in. That's kind of the breakdown there. And really? that's where a lot of the head buddings coming into play. What about Cade Renfro? Is he on the team still? I don't even know. He's like their fourth quarterback. TikTok yeah. All-American. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm right about that. Uh, that he was seems a, like a TikTok boy. Um. What'll be real fun is when Levy gets the job at USF and then hires Bryles to be his coordinator. No. See, Ty, I was actually about to go down that route. It won't be him going to UCF with Levy. It'll be him taking Levy's job at Oklahoma. I don't think Levy would take the head job at South Florida. Levy would definitely take the job at South Florida. It's a good job. And it's – I mean, he's just been begging for head coaching job. He has been. Oh, Didn't he, he interview he at North Texas or something? Yeah, he's interviewed at North Texas, Arkansas State, Troy, South Al. Um, interviewed at UCF, obviously. So, he wants a head job. That could be the one he gets. And he knows Florida already. He does. Why would he not want to just stay where you have everything made at Oklahoma? You do they all Everything made. Do they going to get boat raced over the next decade? Yeah, I'd be trying to get out of my stuff. I don't know. I felt it'd be not as much pressure on you if shit goes south. That's true. I wouldn't want to go to South Florida personally. Head coach, head coach gets fired, you get fired. Yeah. Um, I would. He should definitely take USF if offered. He might not get it, though. They're going to they're gonna be able to get some good candidates. That's all. I mean, with USF, yeah, UCF, Cincinnati, and all them leaving, that's honestly probably the best job in that conference. Yeah. Will will uh, have a, a USF coaching hot board for all of you tomorrow morning. We'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> It'll be great. We um, should do a hypothetical Ole Miss board is what we should talk about. We will get there. We will get there. Um, let's kind of talk more about – we were already kind of on the Arkansas topic – Arkansas Liberty, Brother Hugh going into Fayetteville, winning 21 to 19. Ty, you kind of brought it up. There is a, a little um, trouble in paradise on the offensive side of the ball there at Fayetteville. Um, maybe Hugh Freeze is going to Auburn. Maybe he's not. Maybe that was the audition. Um, a lot we're going to figure out here in the next couple of weeks, but I still can't believe Liberty won. Like that just blows my mind. I took Liberty Moneyline. You took Liberty Moneyline? I did. That's awesome. I hedged it with Liberty plus 14 because I knew that that was going to hit. But, shoot. You freeze been killing it over there at Liberty. He's about to be the next head coach at Auburn. But we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, I mean, to summarize the Liberty-Arkansas game, you know, Ole Miss fans can approach Hugh so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the guy wins football games. Like he just does, and we'll cover you. Like, like tip the hat. He went into an environment that 
everyone on this call will be puckered up about going into next week as an Ole Miss fan. Yeah. And he went in there and kicked their tail, frankly. Like it wasn't even close till the end. So that uh, hat tip. Good for Hugh. I'm what happy for him. Said about the him. Auburn job, he said, like, I haven't talked to them, but what I can say is I've won everywhere I've been. He said, I don't know what yeah. Auburn's looking for, but I've won every I've won <laughs> everywhere and turned those programs around quickly. Oh man. He wins he wins fast too, man. I I don't know. I you can go down the route of being like the scorched earth Ole Miss fan because it did end ugly here. There's no other way to put it, but just my viewpoint on it is tip the cap. Good job. What if I told you five years ago that John Cohen would be hiring Hugh Freeze for an SEC at football? Auburn. At Auburn. Yeah. You know, we, we've got – we'll probably talk about Auburn for 30 minutes on this pod tonight. But did y'all get to see Auburn's – his press conference with Auburn, um, Cohen's opening press conference? He did a really Auburn, good we'll job. Auburn. Oh, I'm sure he, he did. did it. He, he did a really good job, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Whether they – no matter who they hire, like, he's – he is shoulders above any AD they've had there. Um, that, that society in college athletics loves Cohen. Like, he holds a lot – he pulls a lot of weight and uh, is, is very respected among other ADs people in college athletics. They really like John Cohen. Still about all – I mean, Auburn's still kind of capped with Georgia and Alabama being what they are. The, the, the expectations aren't going to match what they can actually put out on the field. So, that's just going to be the thing is, yeah, he, he will go there and he'll win nine games every year, but he's going to struggle to beat out Georgia and Alabama for these kids. So, I mean – they need to kind of have a reality check about their expectations. Saban has to start aging at some point. I'd rather – Saban aged – an aged Saban, I would still take over whatever Auburn would put out there. Auburn's always going to be the B team in that state. I don't disagree, Will, but he's a good coach. He's a great kid. Let's let, let's let's keep talking through last week's games though, just for the sake of uh, like time. One of the things yeah. that I think we should highlight is the fact that Notre Dame did the entire world of college football a great favor on Saturday by whipping Clemson's ass. Yes, they did. Thank God for Notre Dame. Yeah, I think th- three Hail Marys for everyone. And then we can move <laughs> on from that topic because that, that, that was a very good thing for us, for everyone. I don't care who you're a fan of. Yeah, my brother-in-law is a huge, huge Tennessee fan. He's been on the show. We've talked about him before. But as soon as Georgia beat Tennessee, I turned to him and I go, you need to be the biggest Notre Dame fan like on the planet tonight because that's your path to the playoff. And so he was like, okay. Um, yeah. It wasn't even close. There was never a point where I was like, wow, Clemson, Clemson's going to win no. this game. Notre Dame Notre, can the entire Notre game. Dame, Notre Dame dominated that game from start to finish. Um, yeah, and kudos to Marcus Freeman, too. Like a turnaround coaching job, really ugly start to the year. That's a big win. Mm-hmm. And talk He's about a good coach. The silver lining behind that. Both Kelly and Freeman had program statement wins last Saturday. In the you same know? night. Yeah, on the exact same night, around the, insa- the same time, I think 
um they both ended around the same time because Bama went into overtime like literally like within 15 minutes of each other they both had program statement nights so i i don't know Cole, was, was, it a, cool. was it a catholic holiday on saturday was something going on <laughs> all saints day a couple days ago mate so, hey first game after that there we go Respect god your- was smiling on the catholics um, one other game we should probably highlight. Yeah, TCU beat Texas Tech. Congratulations, you're four in the playoff. Will talk about Michigan. What I mean, you gotta prompt me more. I mean wait, wait, Paul's back up. TCU, if they lose, they're out. We're gonna yeah, yeah. This weekend is there is a big weekend for them. I thought you were just about to gloss over. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this week itself. Yeah. Okay. What Michigan started out slow like they tend to do, but I saw this crazy stat today. Michigan's outscored their uh, opponents in the second half the last four games like 100-3 to three or something like that. They have only allowed a field goal in the second half in the past four games. That's incredible. This Michigan team is special. They have the best offensive line in the country, one of the best running backs in the country, they're going to bully Ohio State in three weeks. And that's my hot take number one for the day. Michigan's going to win the national championship this year. All right. All right. I've heard all about right, Michigan. All right. I'm going to mute him game? for a little bit. He needs some time out. What's the next game? Uh, Michigan is really good. Uh, good Ohio State, Northwestern. We're going to mute Will for this one. I'm going to keep muting him. Um, I'm muting myself. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's going to unmute himself. Anyways, the weather – did y'all see the weather there? There was, like, reports of 45-mile-hour winds throughout the entire game. It was just an ugly win. Ohio State, I think C.J. Stroud had 74 yards total. I mean, it was a game. I just don't like Big Ten football. It's pretty fucking miserable. It's like it's not seasoning fucking- your food, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> – it is ours. It's just tough. Like, I don't see how you say Michigan is going to win the national championship. When because I'm biased. Just, yeah, but, like, even if you're biased, like, it's just – they're going to have one tough game by the time they get to the Big Ten championship game. And then they're going to go into the playoff and get boat raced by whoever they play. Put them against Tennessee. Tennessee will hang a 50-burger on them. Yeah, right. I think Tennessee's going to score, score some points on Michigan if that happens. I agree with Ty. Georgia-Tennessee would look a lot like Michigan-Tennessee. Delusional. <laughs> we Hell, Nebraska, Nebraska might give you all a battle this weekend for all uh, I know. They've actually rallied. I mean, Nebraska's kind of turned it around. Yeah. Have you go seen that thing? Your, go ahead have with you your posturing about the, the tight end. <laughs> no, have you seen that thing about the uh, – it's like called the uh, the Cornhusker Hex or something? Yeah. And it's like yes. every team that plays Nebraska, they just completely suck the rest of the way. Like their opponents Yeah, like that is – that is my dream, Will, is you get the Cornhusker uh, hex and then you go play a ranked Illinois team, lose, and then get just slapped around by Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. 
If Michigan loses to Illinois, I will eat a banana. <laughs> All right. Deal. <laughs> deal. Does Michigan play Nebraska? This week? Yes. yes. And then plays Illinois? Correct. Oh, well, I'm going I'm going to put early early money on Illinois right now. Please. You can probably get good odds right now because Illinois just lost this week to Michigan State. Yes. Maybe Michigan can break the hex. If anyone can do it, it's, it's the blue men. What's the line on that game? Michigan or next week, Illinois? Michigan. Honestly, could not tell you. Michigan is a – I would I would assume like probably a twenty one and a half would be my guess. Versus Nebraska, they are a thirty and a half point favorite. Oh, okay, I undersold it. Damn. Are they on for the game? Any other games we want to review before we get into Auburn? Um, no, let's do it. Liberty, Kentucky, Missouri had a crazy, crazy end. I don't know if you're any of y'all watching that. I did not. I heard about it. Iowa scored, it. Multiple, Iowa scored multiple offensive touchdowns. They were in a play action this week, Will. I know. Like, bootleg play action, crossing route. It was sick. All right. No more Anyways. Talk. Um, <laughs> all right. Auburn coaching search. Um, Auburn coaching searches are one of my favorite things to watch. Just they're usually pure chaos. The message boards are insane. Um, they're super entitled as a fan base. They think they can get anybody uh, when their two biggest rivals are Alabama and Georgia. So it's a tough job to play. It's a tough job to be successful. Addison, why don't you start? Well, I just wanted to say Cam Newton made this job, made the perception of this job be so much bigger than reality. Cam Newton won a national championship, and now everyone thinks Auburn is this great job. One of our friends thinks Auburn is like head and shoulders job above a lot of other jobs in the country, and it's not. Who thinks that? Fisher. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't get that either. Like, well, I think Auburn is Fisher will listen. Fisher will listen to this at some point. I, I think Fisher's Auburn a- is an average SEC job. It's above average. It's above average. It's Auburn is an elite job if you took out the expectations. If they didn't have these insane expectations, you'd probably be okay there. It's a top it's ten an, job, but it's an elite job. You just got to be a puppet to whatever those people say. Texas A and M, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, better jobs. Easy. I put Auburn. I put Auburn in the same category as I don't like saying like comparing a job head on head. I like doing them in tiers. Well, that's Auburn your top is, tier. Auburn is a tier two job, and I would group them with Ole Miss. I'd group them with Texas A&M and uh, – not Texas A&M, uh, Tennessee and uh, Arkansas. I don't think Ole Miss is quite tier two yet. We have potential we to have be – roughly the same NIL pool, and we have less expectations. That's why Ole Miss – as a coach, you'd rather – I mean – you got the same resources and lower expectations at Ole Miss than you do at Auburn. I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer you stay at Ole Miss. But sometimes yeah. if someone just throws enough money at you, you, you kind of have to just take it. 
So if they do no, that, they throw, the, if they throw him the $110 million contract, all you can do is shrug. I think Kiffin's too smart. Money is not what he's in this for. He wants to win. He's obsessed with winning. You can win at Auburn. You I can mean, win at Auburn. But, Gus took him to a title game. But – Yeah, Malzahn took him to a title game, and they've had two undefeated seasons in the last 20 years. Yeah, it's a good – it's a, it's a good very job. good job. But they, also, they have unreasonable expectations. Their top boosters are like – I think it equates to like almost $4 billion between all of them. Like there is – there's money at Auburn too. I know we talked about the NIL – and how it's similar at Auburn that it is Ole Miss. There's money Auburn can raise more NIL money than Ole Miss can. They can. There's money at Arkansas. They've got Walmart and the Dallas Cowboys back. I agree with you. That's why I put them in the same group. They're all kind of the same. The The thing with NIL – hold on. I think the thing with NIL, though, while it is extremely important and it's going to be a focal point for everything, I think in a few years there's going to be like a – like a slowdown in the market of NIL. Because you got to think, all of these guys, yes, it's not a business decision because it's fandom and there's emotion behind it, but they're looking for ROI. And to some extent with a coach, there's levers to pull to make sure you get ROI. With an 18-year-old kid that you're giving – $500,000 to it's not a safe bet and there's not many levers you can pull I just I think at some point people's willingness to write big checks for NIL is gonna tamper a little bit and I think at some point too you even heard you've heard some athletic directors talking about it Georgia's president started talking about it on SEC Nation last weekend he said that's going to be one of the biggest things going into the new year that they're going to work with Congress to bring like some actual regulation to NIL. So it's still going to exist. I just think it's not going to be as extreme as it is right now. Addison. Speaking of ROI, I'm a little off topic here, but think about the return on investment of small college towns, Oxford, Starkville, Fayetteville, uh, Columbia, Missouri, those places. What if the towns, the small cities, invested a million dollars into their school's NIL program? What's the biggest economic boost to the city of Oxford? Ole Miss football. I think if they put a million dollars back towards NIL, that only helps them. You're getting your ROI on that investment. So Mm -hmm. people that – People that will get a return on investment, I think, should do it. It would make, it would make so much sense for the city of Oxford to give $500,000, $100,000. You, you don't even do it that way, though, Addison. You do it exactly like coastal towns do. Like Seaside 30A does a arts and uh, like an arts tax. So on top of every bill you get down at the beach, 1% of every transaction goes towards their arts. Um, you could do that in yes. a college town. Say like Oxford, 1% of every tr- – Oxford already has something thought. like that. Tax for – Add another so one. When Ox- in, in 1988, when, when uh, Oxford built Swayze Field, like they're part of the investment, they put a tax on Oxford, 1% of 
on all sales and hotels and stuff, Oxford still gets that. They turn around and reinvest into university and stuff. Do another 1% tax and name it the Quinshaw tax. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Go, let's let's get to, more towards Auburn. Let's get more towards Auburn. Let's get more towards Auburn. Ty, I agree. I agree with you. I think right now it is so just new and exciting. Like everybody's just losing their collective minds about like, it's just like whenever you get a new car or a new whatever. Like, I mean, you just want to ride the shit out of it. And that's what's happening right now with NIL. I, I have thought about that too, where it's going to eventually get more regulated, just whatnot. And especially, you kind of have to put into thought how when the playoff starts expanding too, what that starts going in for coaching decisions. Because right now, yeah. everybody's four. I mean, it's still basically impossible. Ole Miss would have been in it this year and last year. It was at 12 right now. And, that could be its own podcast episode, right. just talking and about like how the playoff that. changes the landscape of college football because it does. Well, I agree, Cole. Yeah, that's a, like at that's that a, point, that's an off season. That's, yeah. that's an off season discussion. Yeah. Oh, but it goes into play when if you're hiring coaches now, like it, you're talking about managing expectations. There's going to be the expectations in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss would be coming off back to back playoff. But if if we go ten and two this year. Back-to-back playoff appearances. I mean, you can you can get into the playoff at Ole Miss. Right now, I'm saying at Auburn, if you took the Auburn job, you're talking about managing expectations. Auburn it would be a shoe-in with Kiffin a head coach in the next two years. They would definitely be a top-12 team. And you're saying, but, would you say that wouldn't manage – or is it national championship or bust for those people over there? It's do it's beat Alabama and beat Auburn and do better than them. But beat beat Alabama and beat Georgia. That's what it is. Mm. They're kind of the Auburn has a massive inferiority complex on top of their cult like ways or whatever. They care they're, about those two games. They are Texas A and M. Yeah, not as creepy, but they are Texas A and M. Yeah, like all Texas A and M cares about is Texas. All Auburn cares about is Alabama and Georgia. Sounds like another school. Yep, fair. Texas A&M is the epitome of a little brother syndrome. They have songs about Texas. I know. All right, all right. So Auburn, Auburn coaching search. You're the Auburn AD, and you can make three phone calls. Who are they to and why? Will, you start. I mean, two of them are going to be the – I mean, I don't think this name's going to get – this search going to get past you, Freeze. I agree. Number one, they're gonna they're gonna call Kiffin, and I think they're gonna realize the price is a little too steep, and then they're gonna hire Hugh Freeze. They aren't even calling him. So I think Hugh Freeze will get the job, and I think that's who I think he fits perfectly at Auburn. The other calls I would make, I think I've said Mark Stoops. I think he would do very well there. And um, gosh, a third Dan Laning won't take it, but he would be about the best you can do. He would kill it there. I don't think it goes past freeze either. Um, JG Tate uh, reported that Cohen's contacted two of them personally. Uh, he wouldn't say who, but you got to think that's one of them's definitely freeze. The other one's probably Kiffin, maybe Stoops. It's Some people Kiffin. think it's Stoops. I think it's Stoops what? and Freeze. Those would be my top two choices if I was hiring a coach at Auburn. 
Stoops would do some well there, but he's not going to excite the fan base. Some people think it's Stoops because JG on his post tweeted, and I have a friend on the staff. Yeah. And there's a staffer on Stoops' staff that was at Auburn for eight years. I don't remember the guy's name. Okay. Um, and Cohen had relationships in Kentucky because he was a baseball coach there. Um, yep. I personally, if I'm Auburn, I get – like if you watch – I've watched their message board way too much over the last two weeks. First of all, you mentioned it earlier, Thomas – they have the most entitled fan base I've ever seen in my entire life. They view the landscape of college football that they could convince anyone to go coach Auburn. Like it would be right. their gift to that person for them to coach their college program. Football runs through Auburn in their eyes. Cor- yeah, correct. So I I'm biased. I want it to fail miserably for them. <laughs> yeah. So when I think about who they should go after, I think they should go after Lane. I I don't want them to get him. I don't think they will. I think I agree with you, Will, that the search won't go past Hugh. But the things I've read make it sound like when they do that background check on Hugh, it could be like worse than we all ever understand. And even though it may have been four years ago, like there's just only so much – the the Southern Alabama Baptist can take, you know, when they're looking at who their coach is. So that that makes me think that maybe they pass. When you talk about Stoops, it would be a great hire. I think Stoops is a great coach. But to Thomas's point, if you hire Stoops, he's just too vanilla. Like it's not what people want, even though it wins games. So I I don't know. I I think there's going to be this awkward moment for Auburn where they're like, do we want to get in bed with you freeze? If they say yes, they say yes. They probably win some football games. Let's hope Hughes stays grounded, unlike his time in Oxford. But I want the wheels to fall off, frankly. I think I think if you're wanting consistency, Stoops is the guy for sure. He's going to win you football games. The way that he's won them at Kentucky, it's just going to be infinitely easier at Auburn. That he would thrive, but like y'all said, yeah, just not too exciting. The excitement that Kiffin or Hugh Freeze would bring. Um, Your ceiling with Stoops is what ten and two at Auburn. Yeah, Stoops should win a national championship at Auburn. He's just not his personality is not exciting. He would he would definitely be winning ten well, games. I didn't say he would win one. I said he could. He would have yeah, them. I, yeah. And you, you can win the lottery there. next week. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I think Stoops is saying. Will Will, you're losing service. Basically, he's saying that Stoops, with that fan base and the the donors and his coaching system, if everyone buys in, then you could win a national championship on a down year of Georgia and Alabama. That's what Will's going to say. Yeah, I don't know about Stoops. Yeah. How how's everyone feeling in general as an Ole Miss fan of the prospect of Kiffin leaving? Are you like I'm he's not gone? Worried at all. Not worried at all. Not worried tell at you all. Why, why? Why? I'd love to hear why you're not worried at all. I don't think Auburn's big enough of an upgrade for him to leave at this moment. 
at, at this, this moment. moment. I don't think he's he's. I think based on some of his comments and whatnot, he seems to like Oxford. He seems to be happy here, and he seems to know that he's in the process of building something and has something good going. And I don't think you just throw that away for a dumpster fire. Um, I don't think Auburn's a big enough upgrade, and I think that he thinks there's a chance he could have he could be Nick Saban's successor. Bingo. Bingo. Um, I tell you what, the, the job that would scare me is if Jimbo got fired. I'd be worried about yeah. him going to AM. I'm not worried I, about him. I wouldn't be worried about AM. I initially thought that too, Addison, but then it's well brought up how much he's like trolled and been against them publicly. The Aggie Colt would not allow him to be the head coach. Yeah, I actually agree that. with that. I've also thought about that. He's but- taking personal jabs. Like it's not that that's a lot. To, if you're going to pay someone a hundred million to come, they're going to want you to like, they're, they're not going to overlook that. Addison, you're left- thought about that, but you're I think left- that's the job he would take. I think he, oh, would, he, would, those. Yeah. he would definitely take it. I just don't think he'd get offered. I'm that's just, an up- that's an upgrade. I'm cautiously optimistic that when it comes to Kiffin staying. I think he's going to stay. But if Auburn decides to go all in and he goes, like, I wouldn't be, like, completely shocked. You know, if they give him everything he wants, then Lane Kiffin can be successful, very successful at Auburn. If everyone buys in and gives him what he wants, similar to how Alabama was in 2006, 2007, and Saban came in and said, I want complete control. We're going to do this my way. If Auburn does that for Kiffin and bends the knee, then I think he leaves. So I'm cautiously optimistic because Auburn might be desperate with Georgia and Alabama as well as they're doing. I know Alabama is kind of falling a little bit this year, but it's still Alabama. It's the most dominant team in the country the past 15 years. So if they follow the system of Alabama and Georgia and hire Kiffin, then I can see it happening. Don't forget about Urban. Urban, come on. When the news broke that Horson got fired, I was sitting at lunch in my dental school lounge, and I had a minor anxiety attack because I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking that Kiffin is gone is for sure. As time has passed, I'm not worried about it anymore. Um, just with all of y'all's points, with the main one being what Addison said earlier, he wants that Bama job after Saban leaves, and if you become the head coach at Auburn, that ain't happening. So, I'll just say okay. I'm slightly worried. Yeah. Slightly. I oh. think sometimes money is a big thing. He might not be looking at it as a money decision, but when when someone makes it a money decision, you're going to take it. Before we go to Ty, I just want to say, how crazy would it be in a world where Kiffin goes to Auburn and is successful, and then Alabama calls him and offers him the job, and he goes from Auburn to Alabama? He wouldn't make it. There'd be That plane <laughs> would get shot down, or that car could would you, be – Could you imagine – He'd, he'd, there'd be a hitman hired. <laughs> it is kind of interesting. I just jumped in on the the <laughs> the bunker and in a message kind of mid-afternoon today or late afternoon, someone was asking, like, how big of a meltdown would this place be if X, Y, or Z happened? And J.G. Tate basically responded, everything in Auburn is already a meltdown. Like, Kiffin has major detractors. And so does freeze. Like, that's the part for me where I think about, like, the whole – I think Cohen did a great job of saying just Auburn being Auburn is a great thing in a lot of ways because they do have a historic program that's won some great games. 
But the the nasty side of it is if they can't get consensus on a candidate, man, this thing could get fun because you're going to get a candidate. Thomas, can you mute him? You said Jeff. Um, Will, yeah. yeah. But Kit, like, just to break it down simply in my mind, I think you think about Kiffin. Neil said it a little bit. J.G. Tate said it a little bit. Hell, just anyone with a pulse about what Auburn likes in a head coach versus what Kiffin is, it would be pretty forced. And I think deep down they know it. Like, it's just – it's not going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. So, when that doesn't work – because, Thomas, your big if is, like, if they give him the keys to the kingdom and that he actually gets to run the program. He's not going to get to do that. So. Yeah, that's going to get gnarly. Then they look in Hugh Freeze's background. And I mean, again, he wins football games. I was very complimentary of him earlier. But if you look into his background, the dude did some stupid shit. <laughs> what's what's their palette for that? If if it's not much, then, dude, you drop off of a cliff for their fan base. Those are the only two people that moved the needle for them outside of Dion and Dion is not getting the Auburn job. Yep. So I just, I want mayhem. I don't like their fan base. As soon as they announce Kiffin gets signed to an extension for $10 million a year, I'll join the bunker and fuck with them for a little bit. (laughs) I I am ready for them to be upset. That's where, that's my final take on the Auburn coaching job. Just like you want the work Auburn. I do. I hate them. It's they're my least favorite school in the SEC. They're awful. But I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, so I, I know how it feels being close to a SEC foe that you just hate dearly. Uh, Cole and I grew up with LSU and Mistake. I don't envy you. We can have a whole other segment on why I hate LSU, but that's that's for another day. He's also dating an LSU alum. He is. He's been a lot of time in Baton Rouge. Yeah, we got to watch that game together. That was kind of fun. Uh, and she wasn't too happy for me that I kept saying Roll Tide. She <laughs> thought I was joking, but I wasn't joking. <laughs> well, one of the – a guy that my dad went to uh, law school with ended up marrying uh, a girl from LSU, and every year on their anniversary, he'd send her purple and gold flowers. And on the note, it would say, happy anniversary, go to hell, LSU. I found an LSU sticker in my bathroom uh, two days ago, and um, that about did it in for me. Over, under, how long this relationship last? All right, moving forward, Addison, <laughs> where I was right, where I was wrong. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Before you jump into that, I was wrong because I thought they were going to break up in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> So congratulations, Cole and Lexi. You beat my expectations. Here, I will. I will say this: If Ole Miss would have won, it probably that probably would have been the case because I would have been in jail. <laughs> They've made it this far in the football season. They they can do anything. They can do it. Um, where I was right, where I was wrong. Well, I was wrong on my lock of the week miserably. So um, I had Southern Miss as my lock of the week, and they got boat raced. So that's where I was wrong. We got very humbled with that, very, very humbled. Where I was right, I'm going to go do a season wrong I'm right and be very quick. Um, there have been 11 weeks of college football, including week zero. 
We have been profitable in eight of those 11 weeks. So we're eight and three in profitable weeks on a five game, on a five week profitability streak. So we've been right majority of this season. Um, we're over 30 units in the green. And um, so if, if you aren't listening to us and taking some of our picks, we are doing fabulous. Um, so I encourage y'all to follow us on Action Network, each individually, especially me, and um, steal some of our picks. There we what go. if we got Action Network to sponsor it? Action Network to sponsor us, yes. They would, they would love us. All right. I bet, I bet two years ago when they were very small, because they have grown substantially the past they have. And they're great. They're fabulous. Oh, they're awesome. It's a good app. Um, I love reading their articles. I'm yeah. going to talk about one of their articles in a second when we talk about LSU Arkansas. All righty. Let's get into week 11. We'll start out in the Big 12. Kansas versus Texas Tech. Kansas, bowl eligible for the first time since the turn of the century, it feels like. Big win at home versus Tech or Oklahoma State. Goes on the road. Texas Tech. Texas Tech's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Lubbock. The over-under is at 54-and-a-half. Will, I asked you to unmute, um, so we're going to wait for you. You're wearing a Texas Tech shirt right now, so I think you should go first on this one. Um, what was the line again? Three-and-a-half, Texas Tech. And it's in Lubbock. Yep. Um, yeah, I like Tech in that one. Kansas get off that emotional win. Lubbock's a tough place to play. I tend to agree with you. I think Texas Tech wins this game. They're four and five on the season. Um, and if you look at the money, a lot of the money is on Kansas. That makes me think Kansas is like going off an emotional high. People are emotional towards Kansas. They're the darling of the year. I like Texas Tech to cover minus three and a half as well. I'm going to take Kansas. Okay. I'm Kansas as well. If you saw the troll job that TCU did on Texas Tech after they won, it was their coach, McGuire, like screaming after week two, all roads go through Lubbock. And we see how that's played out. Kansas is going to kick their ass. If this game was being played and uh, – Kansas, I would lean more toward that just after the emotional um, debriefing that the security had at Kansas after they lost the goalpost. But since it's in Lubbock, I'm going with Texas Tech minus three and a half. Okay. Y'all saw that video, right? Yes. That was the video. That, I love that. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Wait, which video? The This fat security guard is just walking around after – they stormed the field. Uh, yeah. And he's just looking at these 18, 19 year old kids who would are about to go blaze up at home with their homies. So yeah. they lost the goalpost. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, next game, we have the eight and one North Carolina Tar Heels versus Wake Forest with. Um, is Sam Howell the quarterback's name? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, Sam Howell at um, in Wake Forest, four and a half, four point favorite. Hartman, sorry. Sam Hartman. Wait, Sam Howell, the quarterback for who? Sam Hartman, 
Sam Howell was quarterback for North Carolina last year, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Hartman, Wake Forest, May at North Carolina. Right. Now, current. Current. Yes. Wake Forest is a four-point favorite coming off a loss versus NC State last week. Um, Addison, you want to go first? You were talking about the quarterback earlier. Uh, he's the best player in college football. He should be the Heisman winner. That's Drake May at North Carolina. Uh, I like North Carolina as an underdog here for sure, certain. You can get hey, North, North Carolina's Carolina. defense, we like to shit on Gus uh, – not Gus Muzzle's on. Uh, Gene, Chiswick. Gene Chiswick. We like to talk bad about Gene Chiswick. North Carolina's defense is – Slightly gotten better as the year goes on. And um, what's his name? Buzz Cut Boy, offense coordinator at UNC. That kid can so long ago can pick out a high school quarterback. My goodness. He's good. He's That's good real. at finding high school quarterback talent. Yes. Yeah. Um, really after the game. Over under 77. That's a lot of points. The score last year was like in the 50s. So, I mean, it's going to be another track meet. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I think UNC wins, but ACC football is bad. I'm bad taking brand of football. Taking Wake Forest. Would you rather watch ACC football or Big Ten football? Mm, good question. ACC. Big Ten. I think I'm an oh. AC. Take your Georgia Tech bias out of it. The Georgia Tech bias? Yeah, take that out of it. Big Ten or ACC? Outside of one game of the year, the ACC. That's fair. I'll watch watch Michigan-Ohio State because I'm just a huge Buckeye fan. Buckeye swag, baby. Let's go. Is the Pac-12 better than the Big Ten this year? I'm glad you asked that question. Oregon, UCLA, USC, Oregon State, USC, Oregon State, Washington State. They're not half bad. Out the bottom, but Ohio State and Michigan both would beat the best Pac-12 team right now. I don't know. I don't know if I wouldn't take Oregon to beat one of those two. Ohio State. I think Oregon would beat Ohio State to this weekend. If they played this weekend, I would take Oregon. I'll give Will credit. I'll give Will credit out. I hate to say this because I don't like when Will's right. Um, I watched the Northwestern Ohio State game. I know we talked about it earlier. The line of scrimmage for Ohio State is pretty damn bad. It's it's not fun to watch. Will, you were right. They have a bunch of flash and beautiful things on the outside, a, a great-looking quarterback, great athletes everywhere, but they, on the offense and defensive line, they're, they get bullied. To quote Will Hollema, trench play travels, but they don't have to travel for the big game. <laughs> they don't. Um, Back to uh, the UNC Wake Forest. Uh, that's a toss-up. I genuinely I haven't watched enough of either team. So, Thomas, correct. give me the underdog. I just feel like UNC has to lose at some point. Like, I feel like this is a bit of fool's goal. I feel like this is ACC. They have a loss. They lost they have game. Notre Dame. I know. Is that their only loss? Yeah. Yes. Damn. Did but I'm saying Notre it's Dame humbling the ACC this season. Seriously. Three loss Notre Dame. Does Notre, Notre, Dame, Dame, play, Notre Dame plays USC this year, don't they? At the yep, end of the year. Last game of the year. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. A lot. 
USC, I need USC and UCLA to like kind of cannibalize themselves. I need Oregon too as well. Yeah, um, USC and UCLA play in like two weeks, I think. Okay. They play right. the Think about this. Think about this. UCLA goes – wins out regular season, plays Oregon Pac-12 championship, avenges their one loss college football playoff team. Yes. I know if we we'll do scenarios here. Mute. Georgia makes it. Ten, uh, Tennessee pop. makes it. It He's depends what TCU head. does. This weekend, TCU Texas game has a lot riding on it. Michigan, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's let's move on. We've we've kind of. Um, Preview the TCU-Texas game, so let's go there first. TCU, number four in the country. All they have to do is win out, and they're in the playoff. Easier said than done. Going on the road to Texas, they're a seven-point favorite. Over-under set at 65. College game day is going to be there. It's not in Oxford, unfortunately. Cole Blue, you lead us off. I'll start. I was saying Texas is going to win this game ever since I saw it on the schedule from last week. And this is such a bastard line. Because those odds makers, of course, make it minus seven. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do because I know I feel like Texas is going to win this game. I feel pretty confident in it. Um, honestly, Texas is real close to being just a one loss team right now. Uh, you know, I think Texas wins, but I don't know minus seven. Give, I would go with TCU plus seven. Deemer. Here's how I'm cheering for Texas. I want Texas to win. I don't know if they'll win the football game, but all I do know is if TCU was in Oxford this weekend, I think we'd beat the brakes off of them. Yep. I do not think they are a top four team in the country. So Texas needs to do everyone a favor and win the win the ball game. I don't think they'll win. I think TCU will cover. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Texas. I think they win a close one. Texas needs to be this week's Notre Dame. Yeah, correct. That's a good way of putting it. This game's at 630. That's perfect. Addison? That's a lot of points for a top four team. Um, Usually, when I kind of feel that way, Vegas has obviously been doing this for a lot longer than I've been alive. They're pros. But, man... I, I just can't – I don't know. Right now it's kind of a stay-away game from me. I would take TCU plus seven, Texas to win. But This would be a good teaser game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll TCU. TCU plus 13. Hell yes. Cole does the 10-point teasers. Well – I still, to be fair, have not figured out all the te- – I, I need to reconvene. I can't remember which one we did when I was hammer getting yelled at by that Ole Miss fan at the Rebel Club. We can have a lesson Saturday, Friday or Saturday. We'll have another teaser lesson. I think about that woman every now and then. This game intrigues me. Um, TCU – I mean, Texas wins, by the way. I think Texas wins. It reminds me a lot, like Cole, you brought it up earlier, of the Notre Dame-Clemson game. It's an unranked team versus number four going into a story program 
hostile environment, a program on the rise. Um, I like Texas to win. They're not going to win 35-14. I honestly think Texas covers, though. I think Texas probably wins by 10 points. Thomas, I think I'm, Texas kills if, them. Thomas, if I saw that, I would not be surprised. Like, I mean, I, I don't – I really have no idea. Like, I would not be shocked if Texas won by two touchdowns. Texas in a few games this year has just been like they can't close teams out in some spots and then they'll have they'll make mistakes. You're seeing you. guy start for the you're seeing an elite quarterback who hasn't figured it all out yet. When he's on, he's on. Yeah, TCU but like, starts TCU starts pretty slow, and I don't think that they can keep up with Texas if they fall behind early like they have been. Well, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State came back and beat Texas. Wait, did Oklahoma State and Texas haven't played at them? Yes, they have. Oklahoma yeah, State. Texas blew Texas blew like a 17-point lead to Oklahoma State. Yeah. In Stillwater. Gosh, it was like it was like three weeks ago. I don't even remember that. It was after Texas was up like 27 to 10, and Oklahoma State came back and beat them. Will the weekend after TCU beat Oklahoma State. Okay. I, I like Texas to cover. I like tech I I like Texas to cover as well. What about Auburn? Right. This is a very interesting game. One that I would stay away from. If AM doesn't get bowl eligible, do they think about firing Jimbo? Do they They're not. Aren't they mathematically, mathematically, they can't become bowl eligible now? No, I think if they, if they win, if they lose one more game, they're done. I think they're three and six. They mathematically, are. mathematically, they are eliminated from bowl contention. Not right that's now. Not, they, they have three games left. They could go six and six. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm eligible. saying. And they're bowl eligible. Mathematically, they are not beating LSU. They're losing a game. Mathematically. They are, no, that's they not are. what that's not what mathematically means. <laughs> that's what it means to me right now in this moment. <laughs> that's mathematically, what it means all AM is not winning out. That's statistical. All right. I gotta take for the AM Auburn game. I think it's Pretty much a straight up bet, one and a half points. I believe AM wins this game. Auburn's trying to do all this rah rah bullshit right now around Cadillac Williams and acting like they're they're they've got the energy, they got the family juju behind them. The fact of the matter is that is a bad football team. Auburn is not good. Mm-hmm. They're just not. If Ashford's starting at quarterback, they're one dimensional. The only thing they can do is put him in a drop back and hope he can scramble. If you get somebody to spy him, you'll contain. I think I think AM's gonna win, especially if Wegman plays. And I think he was out with the flu last week. He was. Um, yeah, and he'll be back for that. I think AM wins by 10 points. Like I don't I think they're a better more I think they're a better, more physical football team. The complete opposite way. I think Auburn wins by multiple scores. I think it's a sellout. I mean, it's a sellout. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be insane. And we know how Jordan Hare can get. And they are. It is stupid, this rah rah bullshit you're talking about. But it's going to work when AM is what they are. I mean, AM lost by what, 17 to Florida? And have- Auburn's going to win this game going away. The only caveat to my take is if the flu stuff wasn't actually flu stuff and it was like the locker room falling apart. Mm. But 
I don't like if that was like guys just not playing because they're over it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I see both sides, but I'm leaning more toward with Utah. I just think the fact that AM has more talent and just a better team at this point. Um, so I would, I would have to take AM, but this is going to be a crapshoot game. I mean, I don't want to make it sound too harsh, but if you watched the Auburn sidelines last weekend against State, they're so dysfunctional right now. And whether that's like – I do believe to a certain extent that the players played harder and they had them motivated, but they had to have a guy like run over to Carnell every time a key moment happened in the game to tell them like, this is what you need to do. Like from a timeout point of view – like everything. I just. So what'd y'all think? I know this is a little bit off topic, but you're talking about last week versus Mississippi state. What'd you think of his talk where he was like, you know, I'm, I'm happy we lost the way we did. I'd, I'd rather lose that way than like, you know, like what was it that he said? Like some along the lines of like, I'm okay with losing because like it shows we have grit. Or it's, he said, I'd rather see us lose that way and see the guys come together than win how things were going or something yeah, like that's that. That's right. I was like, I, I know the Auburn family ate that up, but I'm like, no, you should expect to win. That that's it. It did well, a winning season, business. This season just doesn't mean anything anymore to them. Um to me, that's like a political move almost. Like that, it's not Auburn's fault for this season it was Harson's fault and I don't know if we'll ever know the truth like yeah. there's just always going to be two sides of that coin some people are going to argue Harson never had a chance some people are going to say he's the worst hire that Auburn's ever made both can be true at the same time yep some people think Harson's going to get the ASU job or the Colorado job yep I think Neil said that he was probably going to get the Arizona State job or he's really contending for it. Which makes sense. He's clean and Arizona State's about to get hammered. Yep. Moving forward, let's talk about another uh, SEC game. LSU coming off two top ten victories back-to-back, both at home. Goes to Fayetteville, Arkansas as a three-point favorite against our Razorbacks. 62-and-a-half is the over-under. Will, you said you had a hot take, and I don't want any of us to steal it because that would be awful. So why don't you go first on this one? It's 44 degrees in Fayetteville. I think it's going to be pretty windy. LSU's coming off two program-changing wins. All the attention in the world is on them. Arkansas just lost a tough game to Liberty. It looks like they're in disarray. This has all the makings of Arkansas just sneaking one out. I don't think LSU is completely there yet. Um, I really like Arkansas. Everybody talks about how bad Arkansas's defense is. Their their secondary is their weakness. They actually have a solid run defense. If I, do. I don't have in the numbers in front of me, and that's what LSU is. They're that. Jaden Daniels is more of the pocket you know, move the pocket running type quarterback. And I don't know. I just feel like the weather, the environment, Fable is a tough place to play. They hate LSU. I think – I mean, yeah, don't we all? 
I think it's going to be a get on track game for Arkansas and they're going to pull this one out. I think they might. My hot take was 10 point win for the Hogs. Well, yes. Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Didn't you once say, and I'm not saying this because I disagree with you or I'm just trying to give us the rest of the podcast clarification. I know we've all heard this. You once <laughs> said, don't take anything I say seriously that's regarding Michigan or Ole Miss. Is that true? Correct. Yes. And this game is very relevant to Ole Miss. Not, not necessarily because Ole Miss could this lose game, to Alabama. This game is insanely relevant to Ole Miss because if LSU loses, then the winner of that game, if Ole Miss wins this game versus Alabama, they're in the driver's seat of the West. Okay, but then Thomas Ole Miss will still relevant. have to turn around and Ole Miss will have to turn around and beat Arkansas, the team I, I just hyped up. Or I agree. Beat I'm not. This is actually very. I actually thought about this for a while. Like, I really like Arkansas here. Arkansas really scares me here. LSU There's, can lose and Alabama win, and LSU still controls their own destiny. They do. You're right. They do. But the game, the game's at 11 a.m. Things get very squirrely in Oxford if Arkansas wins. Yeah. They, I, announced, so, they announced that right so, before the game. That would be crazy. Arkansas ranks yeah, 60th in rush defense, in case y'all are wondering. Yeah, so my take on the Arkansas-LSU game is LSU should win the game. Things are going to have to get bizarre for it not to go LSU's way. At the end of the day, the, the crazy part about LSU is they're playing really good football right now. There's no way to argue that. and yeah. I don't really see that changing. I think LSU wins by a touchdown, maybe I two. I hope it goes the other way for my fandom, but – I'm not putting any stock in them dropping this one. I'm kind of leaning forward, but it's hard for me not to control my bias right now. But I'm just thinking Arkansas, like Will said, it's a game they squeak out, especially with the conditions being a cold game, windy. I mean, it's going to come down to who's got the better field goal kicker, maybe, which I don't know. LSU may have the better field goal kicker at this point, but who knows? <laughs> He's couple a walk-on. A couple of things from the chat. I think when you were at the gas station, Will, Claire Stewart asked, why are you in a Crystal's parking lot? Um, Birchie says, go blue. And she says, Cole needs a ring light. And Fisher just said, show Papa some love, boys. And she, he also <laughs> see your face, Will. Crystal's right next to the gas station. Um, so um, what was I going to say? Fisher, we've already yeah, talked I'm, about uh, you a I'm lot talking. in this podcast. So you'll have to go back and listen to it. Also, Will, turn your camera on for Fisher can't see me like i just turned it on it uses more data oh okay fair goodbye you don't have unlimited data will all right let's let's move on all right all right i'm muting you i'm muting you we can't hear you we can't we can't hear you all right last games the one we've all been waiting for oh my god shut up will (laughs) This is terrible pod. I am not saying anything. All right. Will's Alabama Crimson Tide comes on <laughs> yeah. in as a 12-point favorite against your old Miss Rebels. How are we feeling about this game? Ty. Okay, I'll go first. So, 
we all know Will transferred from Alabama to <laughs> Ole Miss because a girl bullied him. It's right. And that, that's fact. what sent him, sent him towards Oxford. My belief is that the Rebel running game will do something similar to just an apathetic tide on, on Saturday. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Saban will have them prepared. But at the end of the day, I think this is kind of going to be a key moment for Kiffin and his staff and what they're building. I think it's going to be kind of one of those program-defining wins more from an optics point of view, not necessarily from like the talent that's on the field or how the teams perform. Cause at the end of the day, Saban's team is undisciplined in a unique way compared to most of his teams. And I just, I don't know. I feel good about it. Not great, but good. Like I think we're going to give them a game and we're going to have to have some things fall our way. I think the reason I think we end up winning though is I think Bryce is hurt. There's just something off about him where he's not like it's just not clicking the way I expect him to do. And he already struggles in away games. Typically, I know that's one of Will's big sticks with Bryce, but I think I think Ole Miss is going to win. I really do. It's going to be a fun weekend. Piggybacking off of you, Ty, um, since Florida in 2020 or 2021, last year, Bryce Young's first year starting, so 21, Alabama has shown that they play differently on the road, you know, like throughout last year and then this year versus Texas. And, you know, we've we've seen this Alabama team struggle in four primary games. You had Texas, you had Texas A&M, you had Tennessee, and then you had LSU last weekend, okay? So those are 50-50 games. They won half of them. They lost half of them. Okay, both the games they lost were on the road. You can make an argument they could have lost to Texas if Quinn Ewers stayed in. Here's where I'm getting at. The Saban team is, it looks different, right? They're playing in a game that's not relevant for the first time in like, what, four years that doesn't have national championship implications. Ole Miss has everything to play for, like a potential road to the to the SEC championship, a potential birth to the college football playoff. Lane Kiffin taking Ole Miss to heights has never seen before. Ole Miss is going to be ready for this game, and I honestly think Ole Miss is going to win this game because Alabama is not used to playing in games that aren't relevant. Here's my my take, and I'll is piggybacking off of you. I've been thinking ever since Saturday, um, scheming after LSU went for two and got it. I was very disappointed because I I'm just thinking there's no way Saban and Alabama is going to lose back to back games. But the other side of that coin is how is Bama going to react playing a game where they're virtually not playing for anything uh, for the rest of the year? I mean, unless something barring something happens with Arkansas and a both beating LSU. I, I just don't see Alabama losing. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Bama's going to win. Um, but I'm very intrigued to see how this team plays. Uh, knowing that they're not in it for a national championship at this point. That's a really good point, Cole. I think, like, that's the reason why I think Ole Miss wins, though, is we have everything in front of us and they have nothing. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes perfect to, sense. To, yeah. Comparatively, they have nothing, and they're saying all the right things in the press conferences and all that good stuff, but 
I just have to imagine they're going to come out a little flat. I, yeah. I might like, be wrong. I probably will be. Since 2011, <laughs> Alabama's played in three games that didn't have implications for the national championship or something like that. This is the first time since 2010 that they like were eliminated from playoff contention or national championship contention this early. Yeah. That's crazy. Hate it for them. So sad. Addison. Well, Alabama Ole Miss plus 12, Alabama minus 12 is a big line. Last year was a big line, and we saw Alabama come out and beat the pulp out of Ole Miss. I don't think that's happening this year. I think it's going to be a much more competitive game. I think it'll be a one-possession game. I'll go ahead and tell you all, my lock of the week is Ole Miss plus seven first half. Love it, love it, love it. That's my lock of the week. Um, I'm worried about y'all, – y'all were talking about Alabama doesn't have anything to play for, and Ole Miss does. I'm worried about that meaning Ole Miss could play tight and Alabama a little more loose because they have nothing to lose. Um, maybe they play too loose because they also have nothing to gain. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm just worried about Ole Miss being tight. When has Kiffin's teams played tight, though? Alabama last year. Sugar that's Bowl what I was last just year. That's not them being tied. Yeah, that was yeah, that was no. Sugar Bowl was an injury, but if you look at that Alabama game, I mean, frankly, last year shit just fell off. Like we, you change how that first and second drive end, and that's a very different ball game. Please, I agree. This week, this year, be different. I just like don't I'm not saying that this year is going to be different or anything, but like to say last year, Alabama, we played tight. I don't know if that's fair. We had like 165 yards of offense after the first two drives. Just sure. they both ended very poorly. Kept going for it on fourth down and just ran out of gas. Well, yeah. last week, God smiled on the Catholics. This week, I hope he smiles on the Northern Baptist of Mississippi. <laughs> All right, well, what do you think? Everything I I feel like Ole Miss is going to win this game. And it scares me. I don't want to say that. No, and, Tom, I'm the only one picking Bama out of us five. No, I picked Bama to win. I think Ole Miss covers 12 though. This will I be think Bama okay. wins. Here's the thing. We'll know pretty early. Um, it really just depends. I, I can Ole Miss block Will Anderson? Can we hold up on the offensive line against that? And if we're able to run the ball on them, if we're able to control the line of scrimmage to some extent, I really like Ole Miss's chances. But I mean, it, it, I'm just conditioned so much to think, you know, there's no way Alabama loses this game or whatever. But this Alabama team just doesn't seem to have that next gear like most Saban teams do. And they struggle on the road. I mean, they were a 13-point favorite at LSU. So we're getting more respect than LSU did last week. Um, yeah. And we have a – I think the offense line's better than last year's. 
Um, and that's where they really – that's where the game was won last year is they just complete – we could get nothing up the middle. We could not run the ball between the tackles last year. And that made us very yeah. one-dimensional. I think we're going to be way more – we're going to have – the offense will be more multiple. I don't know. There's some players that will be coming back this week. Um, we're a lot healthier than we've ever been. I like Ole Miss. Uh, so two things. Question before Ty, I feel like you're going to say something kind of profound. So, does Ole Miss storm the field if they beat Bama? Yes. I don't want to. They've lost two. No, games. it's not worth it. They do. The students. It, this is what will happen: it, is us fans don't. will be like, "No, don't do it." But then the students will be like, "Hell yes, we're rushing the field." I think someone it said, "You know, the Bama dynasty's dead when people don't storm the field when they beat them." Amen. That is true. I, I am a believer in that thought. I don't want so to stand the field if we beat them. Let's be the first one not to. I, I, I mean, I love that. Don't get me wrong, but we're going to. It would it would mess with like so many people. And if Kiffin, we didn't the field. I think Kiffin would kind of prefer that on the back end to be like, no, we expected to win this game. We don't need to storm the field. And just yeah, talk I, to I, I, get Jermaine right, Burton and Kappa. Let me I don't get want my two thoughts in. Two things, Ty. I'll, I'll, yeah. two, th- two things to address the Bama game. Uh, number one is I think I'm going to debut a Quinshawn Judkins jersey for the game. <laughs> uh, I, it, it'll be the first jersey I think I've owned since my freshman year of college. But I that's how passionate I am about his ability. And I think he's going to break multiple records on Saturday for the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, what color jersey? That shit on. Navy. I will. I think that's what I'm going with. Um, it all. Second, I just want to let you know, this group, we all sit in Section P in Vaught-Hemingway's uh, Stadium, and we will all be smoking on that Tide Pack on Saturday at about 6 p.m. It'll be a great time. We're getting a picture. Up to Oxford with me. Indeed. All right. Smoking on that tide pack. Oh my gosh. I hope. Send Galloway home crying. Is he he coming to Oxford? Yep. Who's he staying with? Wade Mina. I might beat his ass on Saturday. (laughs) That's where I'm staying. Dislike, dislike. <laughs> Why we should not right. let Alabama fans come and stay with our own. All right, let's go on to the next one around the NFL with Cole. Cole, Gross. my favorite segment of every week. Whenever I get to join, started off the week bad. Took Eagles minus fourteen. The Texans finally showed some life after their defense got decimated week prior. Uh, so, yeah, I'm done with the Texans for that. Chargers, Falcons, didn't watch any of that game, but seemed like a pretty wild ending. Ty, what happened there? I'm being genuine. Like, It, it wasn't good. The Falcons are now tied for first place with the Buccaneers. Um, the but whole, in, in your four and five? Yeah. Four and five. Ah, cool. Five. I mean, NFC South is just pathetic this year. I had the pleasure of watching the Saints get absolutely train wrecked by the Ravens. Um, Bird Gauntlet was dead prior to this, but uh, got kicked out for smoking a cigarette at the VIP tailgate, so it was all worth it. Um, 
my parlay of the week did hit big. Uh, put a lot of money on the Bengals to cover minus seven. That hit. They just killed the uh, Panthers. Uh, Packers disappointed me. That was my one leg, my parlay that did not hit. I uh, thought they would beat the Lions. Uh, took them money line. Patriots handled their business. I took Jets plus 11. That hit really well for me this past week. Uh, Josh Allen having a torn uh, UCL or UCL problems uh, will be interesting to follow throughout the couple of weeks. Vikings are surprisingly only one loss throughout the year. We will see how that plays out, but they look to be the heavy uh, favorite in the NFC with the Eagles. Um, Raiders going on an 0-2 road skid after getting shut out by the Saints and now losing to the Jaguars. Their season seems to be done. Um, the surprise team in the NFL to me is the Seahawks. I thought they'd be dead, uh, no life at all. Um, handling the Cardinals, they're now 6-3, and three, which is very surprising. Um, Rams, Bucks uh, came down to the last play of the game, basically, uh, for Tom Brady to win his first win after a divorce. And Chiefs handled the Titans in every time. So that's around the league with Cole. Dirty birds. All right, locks of the week. For next week? My lock of the week, Ole Miss, plus seven first half. You already said. I'm going to make a note for that, though. Will? Mine, UConn Huskies, plus 14 and a half against Liberty. Liberty will win, but if you look at Liberty's schedule, they typically play to the level of their competition. It's going to be a closer game. Also, a let it's also a letdown spot for Liberty after that. That is win. true too, but I don't. I think Liberty will win, but I think UConn will keep it within two scores. All right, my lock of the week is Georgia Tech at minus one and a half against the Miami Hurricanes. Miami's a dumpster fire; they're struggling. Georgia Tech's been almost even against the spread this year. They're going to get their fifth win of the year. And if Brent Key beats UNC next year, you're talking to the new head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Florida State just beat the snot out of Miami last week. So Miami just – they suck. Suck. It's my lock of the week, baby. What's the spread, Ty? One and a half to Tech. Oh, oh it's a pick em, essentially. Okay. Where is the game? It is in Georgia. Okay. Cool. Going my of the week, uh, I'm actually going to go Tennessee covering the 20-point uh, spread against Missouri. I think they're going to come back strong after really not looking all that great against Georgia. And then I would take the Bears minus three for my NFL lock of the week. Lock of the week is going to be Tulane as a one-and-a-half-point favorite with UCF coming into town. Tulane's got a decent rush defense. John Rice Pumley's decent, but he's he was a game time decision last week versus Memphis. I think he's playing this week. I still like Tulane minus one and a half, regardless. Upset. Will. You said upset you of the week. Upset of the week. Yep. Ooh, I'll go first. Money line I'll, I'll, over the week. Go ahead. I, I'll go first. I This is a pure fandom pick for me, but if Arkansas can pull off the upset against LSU, all will for be all will be forgiven in my book because um, that just changes the entire dynamic at 230 in Oxford. 
and makes the rest of the year way more interesting for us. So mm-hmm. I, that's, that's my, that's my pick. I'll take I'll Purdue do. plus six and a half for my money, lo- money line. Damn it. damn it. Damn it. Purdue, damn it. Purdue <laughs> money line at Illinois. That was mine. You can do it, but you can find another one if you want. We can have the same one. We can have the same one, Will. We can. I wanted to do – I was excited about that one. I'm sorry. It was supposed to I'm snow sorry. and champagne. It was supposed to snow and champagne. UNC money line plus four versus Wake Forest. Let's see. Oh, I like that. I like while, that. While Will is uh, pondering on that, I'm going to take Louisville uh, plus seven against Clemson. I thought about that. I think Clemson's going to win, but it's going to – I think Louisville's going to – be up a good money, game. It's a money line. It's your money line underdog bet. Oh, money line? Gotta be money line. I'll just keep it. I don't know. Fuck it. Screw it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Uh, Will you have um, another one? Yes. Staying in the same conference. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights take down Michigan State. What's your reasoning behind it? Um, Rutgers, I, I don't know. I just, I've always felt like Ruck, I felt like Rutgers was going to get to a bowl game this year. So that's kind of my, <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of logic behind it. I, it's just two bad Big Ten teams playing. So one of them has to win. That's fair. Well, boys, I finished a bottle of wine. I'm proud of you. Cole, when are you getting to Oxford? Uh, our um, prostodontic class so kindly meets uh, one Friday this semester on an afternoon and happens to be this Friday. Uh, so I shall be up <laughs> probably about 6 o'clock, 6.30. Okay. We're prepping for some veneers. So if anybody wants some veneers to listen to the podcast, I'll be good to go after Friday. Sounds good. Will, you should be done with your CPA exam around like 12 o'clock on Friday? Probably 10.30 or 11. Okay. Well, I took off work on Friday. Um, the plan is to go get drunk on the square. Um, that's <laughs> probably about lunchtime. So, that's if perfect. any of you are doing anything, come on over. I'll work till we'll, uh, have a good time. Get, get twisted at the growler. It'll be a good time. Yeah, my parent, my lovely parents are coming into town, so it'll be great. Um, yeah, it should be fun. It'll be a great time. Will, you know what to do. You're so great at closing us out, so I need to do it again this week. Uh, well, I hate doing this as much as anybody else, so thank you all for listening. This makes me uncomfortable, but goodbye. Never Thanks goodbye. Always me. see you later. Always see you later. Will, this is for growth. Say see you later. See you later, all eight of you.